Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In the past two days, our accounts are up more than $2 million. Will this insane rally continue? Should we take our profits or should we just let it ride? Listen in as we decide what we're going to do next coming up. This is Dumb Money Live with Chris Camillo, Dave Hansen, and Jordan McLean, streaming live on YouTube. We are Dumb Money. Hey there, Dave here along with Chris and Jordan. Welcome to a special impromptu live stream. We just had to turn on the cameras because we're strategizing about what we're going to do with our portfolios and we thought we'd let our YouTube audience in on the conversation because it has been an insane two days. Uh, Dave, there's no word to describe the last 24 hours. It has been, without a doubt, the most insane Best 24 hours, not only in dumb money history, but I think in the last 32 years of my trading, I don't know about you, but like for sure, I've been trained since I was 13 years old and I've never had a 24 hours like this. Uh, I definitely haven't either. This is, it's absolutely uh, out of control. And that, this is what we, this is what we talk about when we knew that when it started to come back, it was going to come back big. And it's a, it's a, balancing game of picking the winners and not having the losers. So where we typically would just be, you know, or at least I would be all about S&P 500, which by the way is up 3% today and it was up 3% yesterday and I think it was before the day before that too. But we have we have a very selective portfolio right now of stocks that have really killed it, like Amazon, like uh Shopify, like Roku, like Netflix. Even, did you see? Did you see that win that we talked about just on? Uh, was it Monday? They're up seven point five percent today, dude. Dave, and by the way, the, some of the stocks that we're shorting, we're not, shorting only a few, are getting crushed still through this whole thing. Like <laughs> Dave and Buster's, Dave and Buster's is getting crushed. I mean, yesterday, all right, my my account yesterday was up. $835,000 yesterday. <laughs> what? How did that happen? That is it's awesome. That is, I think I was up I was up 250000 yesterday, and the market's closed now, so the numbers have stopped. I'm up $306,830 today. Um, what? I, I, honestly, it's, it's, so, it's so wild. It's like, I'm up 731 today. It's, it's you're, you're way more you're actually leveraged i'm i'm just in stocks and i actually have probably i'm still what a 25 in cash so you're 100 in the market and long on the right things short on the right things and you've just absolutely killed it i'm i'm so proud of us collectively and you specifically for for playing this thing better than anyone could have ever imagined 
did you see my did you see my tweet earlier today about uh, the the even Steven Jerry Seinfeld episode? <laughs> no. Did you see that? Okay, so so there was an episode of, of Seinfeld. I don't know if you remember this, where everything worked out even Steven for him. So if he had something good happening, something bad was about to happen. So like, I have had so much anxiety over the past twenty four hours. I'm literally nauseous, like I'm going to throw up. And I just can't stop thinking about the episode because I feel like life is getting ready to hand me something so terrible to even out the good fortune from the last 24 hours. Like I'm waiting for, like I'm just waiting for it, right? I'm waiting for this like terrible <sighs> thing to happen any second. I don't know if it's going to be in the stock market or my health or something, in, someone in my family. Like I'm so nervous right now because no way. It, it is all this happening without some repercussion. It has to come with something bad, right? I mean, there's no way. Well, it makes me nervous for you too because you've done way better than me. So I'm hoping that uh, nothing happens to any of us. This is this is not good, but it's it's amazing for our portfolios. But How about what, you, Jordan? What what are you what are you doing right now? Well, do you want to talk about the big driver here? I mean, there's a bunch of drivers, but the big one. Do, do you want to do our little flashback to last? Like we literally, we could not have done more to call this out for our follow like what we were doing last week, right? In fact, in fact, I pulled a clip from it was Friday's episode, our very the last time we did this, and here's a clip where Chris talks about quadrupling down on our favorite stock, which is over fifty percent of my portfolio now. Over fifty percent of my portfolio. It's a combination of Amazon equity and Amazon call options. That This is what so, led us here. Right? Here's Chris's call from last Friday. You know, remember when I doubled down on Amazon a couple months ago, and then I tripled down on Amazon like a couple weeks ago? Well, I have now quadrupled down on Amazon pre-earnings. How do you even do that? That is so expensive. Well, no, I'm doing it in a way that costs me a little less every time. So I, I doubled my Amazon shares. That's that's expensive. But then I have the 1,800 calls, which is a lot less expensive. Mm -hmm. I bought the 2,000 calls, which were pretty cheap. They were like yeah. 45 bucks or something like that. Uh, so I bought you know 100 100 of those or 10 of those. It's 50, basically almost fifty thousand dollars. But it is a lot less than buying uh, two million dollars of Amazon stock. Okay, so so basically for $50,000, you get 2 million bucks of stock for a week. My thesis, right or wrong, I hope that people are going to start to get conviction in Amazon pre-earnings. I can't find anything that's a negative on Amazon other than increased cost of labor. So Chris, tell us, how much, how much are those $50,000 worth of options that you bought on Friday, well, I'm looking today. at them right now. So I think I spent like forty-five thousand. They are valued as of right now at two hundred eighty-two thousand. And the one, <laughs> the, the eighteen hundreds I bought just like a week earlier or something. Um, those I think I spent about a hundred thousand on those. And those, as of right now, this instant, those. Wait, um, hold on, sorry. Those are at four hundred and eighty thousand five hundred dollars, but then I have two thousand shares of Amazon straight up, right? So yeah. collectively, I basically use four thousand shares of Amazon. But here's the crazy thing, okay? Now remember, I, I, I read, I've been reading my portfolio off for the past month, basically once a week. 
So on top of that, 5,000 shares of Apple, 2,500 shares of Netflix, uh, 2,000 shares of Shopify, 5,000 of DocuSign, 2,000 Microsoft, 3,000. Remember when we talked about Roku? We should have pulled yes. the Roku clip from last week because that you was awesome. 3,000 shares? I only have 1,000 shares of Roku, and I shorted uh, 10 puts on uh, Roku, which which made me a quick 10 grand. 10,000 shares of Peloton, okay? Uh, uh, 4,000 shares of Win, 1,500 Lululemon. I had eight. Now, I did sell some stock today. I had 800 shares of a company I don't even like called Tesla because Jordan over here <laughs> talked me into it. Okay. So thank you, Jordan. I sold half of those. I bought them at like 420 bucks or 410 bucks. I, I, I sold half of them today. I was like, this, I, I'm not going to not take profits in this stupid Tesla stock. I mean, yeah. I know people love Tesla, and I know Jordan, you love it. And kind of, I like it now, too. I'm a Tesla fan all of a sudden, okay? Now, I'm, I'm a raw, raw Tesla guy as of, as of this week. You sold half, right? I sold half. I'm keeping half. I still have 400 shares. Um, but then I have, uh, you know, I have my Crocs. <laughs> but but the, some of these other ones, still, they, they're doing so exceptionally well. Um, like, uh, And then, of course, we're shorting. Carvana, Cisco, uh, Dave and & Buster's, and American Airlines. And, you know, American Airlines is uh, – I had a great day on them yesterday. A great day on all the shorts. All my shorts yesterday were, like, down, which was <laughs> up huge. I couldn't even believe it. It was like, wake me up from this dream where I'm shorting four companies that are getting destroyed, and I'm long 15 companies that are all just – Going crazy, 10, 10%. <laughs> At one point, they had a list of the top performing stocks on CNBC. It was half my portfolio. <laughs> it's insane. Completely insane. So I, I was up 383% today in my Shopify calls. I only have five of them, but that's insane. Um, up 38% in my Roku calls, 10% on the stock. Up uh, 30%. And I have I have Amazon 1,800 calls. Um I have five of those. Is that right? Yeah, I have five of those. Plus, I have, I have, uh, oh God, look how much that, that Amazon is so, so much. <laughs> it's insane. Wow. It is insane. I have so, Microsoft, Google, all, all of those. But my, my biggest gains today are, are in those Shopify, Roku, Win Resorts, which I just bought the other day when we were talking about it. And I'm already up. Fifteen thousand dollars. Well, that day that was our whole episode. It was we were shorting win at one hundred and forty bucks a share, and now we're like, is it worth going long? I actually went long at like forty-eight or fifty or something like that. I don't know in the fifties, maybe forties. I was long at sixty. Yeah. So, so yeah. But, but like, is it now we're going? When do you, when when does that happen? When you're like shorting a stock at one forty down to <laughs> sixty or seventy, you pick it back up at forty or fifty, and now it's going. I mean. Yeah, this, when does that happen when when six years hasn't passed in between? <laughs> a week, six days. This, week. Is, this is crazy. This is this is one of those times that, like you know, when I was a little kid, I was like, I always was envisioning at some point in my life all the work, all the because you know, we 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 will I will research eighty hours a week for ten years straight, and like just preparing for something like this, and then it finally happens, and like all the hard work and research and. Everything you're doing, you finally had a position in life where you actually have the ability to trade real money and put conviction trades on things that you really believe in. And then it happens. And then exactly what you think should happen happens, yeah. which is, you know, it's pretty rare because there's always other variables. Jordan, you asked me yesterday or two days ago, you said, you said, 
So what do you, is it too late to get into Amazon? Like, what do you, what's, what do you, how high is it going to go? And what I tell you? I said, what I tell you? I said, it's going it's to three grand. 3,000. <laughs> Call me crazy. I believe it. I just, I believe it, you know, and, and like, I could be wrong, but I just, yeah. I believe, I believe it should be there. And, and no valuation, I mean, we could all argue valuation is, is, is huge on Amazon. It always has been, but relative to the rest of the market, if the rest of the market's going to be trading where it is, I don't see why Amazon shouldn't be at three thousand at some point in the near future next year. So, um, Jordan, are you in? Are you in Amazon at all? Yeah, I've got some Amazon. I I missed my. I was going to go huge on Amazon, but it was down at seventeen hundred, and I just missed my click. <laughs> and I've been watching it go up ever since, just like oh, I'll wait for a little small pullback again, thinking we're going to get another. And I I haven't I haven't. Uh, I, I missed it. Uh, oh, I missed it. That is the worst. And so that's yeah. that's why you know you hear people say if you miss those those big, I think the stat is if you miss the the ten biggest up days, you're going to lose fifty percent of the stock's gain. Yeah. I, I I think some YouTuber yesterday told me that. I think it was Andre on on his uh, yeah. on his video. Yeah. Look, yeah. I mean, I've got all my long term Amazon, and it's doing great. Obviously. Um, Listen, I think my the problem big... is I'm just sitting on too much cash right now, right? Which is which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, no, except when listen... you see that vertical line on Amazon, you're like, ah. Oh. Yeah, you were trying to buy it there at the bottom, right? And, and you I almost did. did. And I you snoozed, did. you lost. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. You know the the reason why we wanted to do this episode. I was I was talking to Dave this morning, and I was like, it, listen, we do have some really big things we want to talk about. We want to talk about strategy for the next week, um, but. Because like Thursday's episode is all about options trading. And like we're just yeah. going to like literally dive into options, all right? And it's going to be a how-to on how we trade options. Yeah. How they how work, the way we price. use them, the, the, the options that we're looking at for specific things. We'll probably even open up our accounts and do trades live on the show. So yeah, I'm thinking... I'm thinking this is going to be the episode that everyone has been asking for for so long, and we just keep putting it off because we don't know how to teach. We're we're, we're not professionals. We're just going to put it all out there and tell you how we do it, and tell you kind of how they work. If you're if you're a complete beginner, we'll tell you how they work. If you are more sophisticated, we're going to take your questions in the Q and A. So that's going to be a very fun episode. But today we wanted to jump in because we we had to postpone yesterday because Chris hurt himself over the uh, weekend. He was. I guess decorating too many eggs or something. Yeah, I have no. I was blowing. Where did my heating pad go? Did it fall? I, I was blowing up. A, oh, I'm wearing it. I forgot. I'm wearing it on my back. I was blowing <laughs> up a bat, pumping a basketball for my kids, yep. and I was twisting and pump, and I literally threw up my back like I always do. Um, so I'm having to lean back on a heating pad, but but I'm getting better. But here's the thing. We did this episode because we literally just wanted to share it with you guys. It was like because this this has never happened. To this extent before in our entire investment career 32 years for me and i just you know this youtube channel is becoming such a big part of our family and our extended network and we, we love doing this and sharing the ups and the downs. there's gonna be a lot of downs we had a big down last year remember that oh, for <laughs> but, sure. but uh, we wanted to share it with you guys and then take some q a and just we really more than anything else i i wanted to and talk to someone about it yeah, yesterday, like after the market closed yesterday, Chris and I were on the phone, just like, just bewildered by how much our accounts went up yesterday. We just couldn't believe it. And we're like, why, why are we not like talking about this? Because we had to postpone the video. Why did, why, did, why don't we just turn the cameras on and do this? But it was, it was the moment had passed yesterday. So we decided let's do it today. So we wanted to bring you into this conversation and 
let you know kind of how things are going and uh, that that we had it in crazy, insane day. And who knows, tomorrow the whole thing could fall apart. And I'm hey, hoping not. And, and if and anyone so out there to talk about, what are we going to do next? Do we do we take our profits? Do we put a little hedge on? Do we see bad news coming? Do we see good news coming? Do we see it? kind of continuing just as a momentum play do we see this being a bear trap and everything falls falls apart and by the way i just want because i think our followers are getting to know us personally they might or might not know this if they kind of feel bad for jordan like he's missing out i just want to let everybody know that there was a point in time uh when we had our biggest day that we've ever had one of our first big paydays selling our company, which Jordan was actually like the original co-founder of, E. Carlos, him and Lynn. And that day, Jordan celebrated a lot bigger than me and Dave because he was the real deal co-founder. And he had a much bigger yeah. payday than us that was way bigger than today's payday or yesterday. So don't feel too bad for Jordan. <laughs> he, he, he's had bigger days than us, okay? <laughs> but uh, now he's a little conservative with his money. But a little too conservative. Well, you know, listen, that's the great thing about the show. In hindsight, in hindsight you could be, yeah. you could say you're too conservative, right. but I, you know, I'm also not 100% in the market and Chris is like 150% in the market. So it's like <laughs> that kind of talks to our personalities, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. kind of in the middle, the radical centrist as uh, Chris has coined that term <laughs> and uh, Chris is in a complete lunatic right now, but it's, <laughs> and, um, all right. So, and by the way, what's interesting? I have a trade on. I just told you guys about before on this call, and I am. You still, bought? Did he ever come on CNBC? That I missed? I didn't. I didn't see him. They, they went. They I went to the camera. Up like right now. By the Every way, this is, is gonna, when. This is when we always talk about this. This is when we make our biggest mistakes on days when we're just flush with 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 gains, and then I do something stupid, like I think I just might have done. <laughs> I saw that the Carnival Cruise CEO was coming on CNBC, and I and figured so you ten dollar he... Carnival Cruise Line call options because you thought he was going to reassure people about Carnival. Well, he's not going to come on CNBC to talk bad about his company. He's All gonna... I needed him to do was get on there before the market closed, <laughs> and he mm -hmm. did it. And now I don't even know that they cut his segment. Like, what's happening here? Because I got to sell those things tomorrow because I don't want to well, be. It's, it's a never lot. a good sign when the uh, when the uh, CEO is expected to be on CNBC and he cancels at the last minute before the market closes. Maybe, maybe he's maybe the, maybe he was on. I don't know. Maybe he's coming on later. Who knows? Yeah. But uh, I don't know. That's a small. I mean, it's it's a trade. We'll see what happens there. As you know, cruisers gonna cruise. That's the money's. We'll, we'll talk about that. That actually is a good example of options that we can talk about on Thursday. We'll yes. see how that turned out. We'll show yes. what you bought for, what your what your thesis was, why you thought it might go up within this short time frame because they expire Friday, right? Yeah. Why did I buy the tens and not the twelves or the elevens? I mean, there's a reason there, right? Uh, so listen, we're gonna go. We're gonna talk everything you ever want to know about strike prices and why we choose the strikes we do, why we choose the expiration dates that we do. Um, though that's like really the me anybody can learn about options. Go on Google, you can learn about options, a million YouTube videos, right? And we'll we'll teach the basics, but we're gonna really get into the intricacies of how we choose which options and why and how we combine our scenario analysis with option trades. So you can understand the thinking that goes behind kind of why we choose the options we do. Yeah. Anyway, um, so what are we gonna what are we gonna do with our portfolios? I I literally don't have an answer. I feel like 
I still want to be more long than short and things will keep going up. I was telling Chris yesterday that I want to just sell every other stock that I have that isn't Amazon. I want to be 50% Amazon. So let's get rid of Teladoc, which was up a whopping 2% today. Let's get rid of some of these old school uh, dividend stocks that I'm still hanging on to. Like, uh, what do I have? Checkpoint and Striker and Air Chemical. And yeah, I don't want any of those. What are you I'm, doing? I might, I might get, well, literally I have barely any money in any of those. It's, that, is it's, so pre, that is so pre-pandemic, Dave. I mean, like, I know, I know. And that's why I'm thinking of selling all of those stocks and purely playing the pandemic. Okay. So, so one of what I've done over the past 90% of my portfolio is pandemic. These are just a, some leftovers that I've kind of had and don't, didn't want to take a tax gain, but why not take a tax gain, move that money into something that's going to work better for me? Yeah. So, what I've been doing is I, I listen, I, my thesis right now, like this week, and I've kind of been thinking about this for a couple of weeks, but I think it's in motion now. And I was hoping the market would move in this direction. I feel like the market's going to attempt to kind of separate the winners and losers. So I think you're going to see, like right now, the bank stocks are kind of losers right now. Um, energy, obviously, still kind of losers. But I think we're going to start, this market is finally waking up and saying, you know what? There is nothing negative in this pandemic that's going to be ne a negative. There's nothing that's going to be a negative for Amazon or for Netflix or for Roku or for you know any of these other companies that are starting to fly. And finally, the market is waking up to that. And I kind of feel like that's a trend that might continue here for a little while. So because of that, I'm trying to figure out, I did own some stocks that were kind of part of my rebound portfolio, just high quality names like Starbucks. But really, is Starbucks like... I mean, Starbucks, there, there's a lot of negatives for Starbucks. Like if we go, if we get out of our house in June and we start this process of getting back to real life, Starbucks business could still be down 20, 30 or 40 percent, even when everybody is back. Because they're just like, you know what, I'm going to go to work, but I'm going to like not like go to Starbucks every day with like people in line and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, so, there's like two downsides. One, you don't want to be in a crowded restaurant, right? Which the drive-through kind of helps mitigate a little bit. But the other is that there's going to be a lot of people. Um, some people will be just fine. Some of them are going to have a lot less disposable income to go spend, you know, three to five dollars on a coffee every day. So I sold half my Starbucks, yeah. and I'm sitting here as I'm talking about it, going, "Why did I only sell half? I need to sell the other half like tomorrow. Yeah. Like I'm, and that's, I'm, and that's what to... I'm looking at. I'm looking at. Let's just rebalance. This seems like the perfect time to take anything that isn't a an extreme pandemic play and just yeah. and just dump it, and then double down, triple down on the ones that we love the most. But Dave, yeah. Starbucks, what is? It was like trading at fifteen percent off its highs when I sold there. Twenty percent off its. It's not even that low. And I'm like, what am I doing? Because Starbucks business in China was still down 40% even after they opened up all the Starbucks the, the last few weeks. And so why would I think it's going to be any different here in the U.S.? Like, yeah. by the way, nothing wrong with Starbucks. There's just better, like better, I'd rather be in Roku. You know, like I'd rather be yeah. in some of these others, you know, like if I'm going to, so I, I think we. Are, here's the thing though. If you, if you actually look, it's, it's, truly winning and losing stocks, but the indexes and these ETFs that, that are very sector specific, do you know that the biggest one, the one that's up the most, I, tra I track them all, uh, consumer staples was up four and a quarter percent today. 
technology, 4.2%, uh, consumer discretionary, 39 I mean, everything was up today except for what's this one that's the only one that was down was the energy select sector. Everything else well, financial, was financial positive. Group. Financials but, were a mixed bag. They were down most of the day. Yeah, Financials but just ended up like up a half percent. But yeah, but, barely. But here's the thing: what was the other number one stock we've been talking about nonstop for weeks? And we, I doubled down in that one as well. And like, I'm like, I'm you doubling. Down. Talking about is Royal Caribbean, but no, 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 no. Not that. <laughs> that, that, that that's a weird. Bounce. I mean, yeah, we'll talk about that too. Shopify. 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 Yeah. Oh my gosh, Dave. My 11% Shopify. today. Dude, I have 2,000 shares of Shopify. That's almost seven figures now in Shopify. I mean, Shopify is just killing it. You know why? It's like, why wouldn't it? I mean, yeah, there's a little bit of a downside with small business, but I mean, most, almost everything you could think of pandemic-wise is a positive for Shopify. Just like Netflix and Roku and Amazon, right? And like yeah. you've seen all the talking we've done about Apple and all the Google charts have been pulling up for weeks. It's like, dude, the, the do you see? I sent it to you again. The MacBook, what was it? The MacBook, uh, just uh, just the term laptop, laptop. and uh, and iPad. All of those terms have this huge spike that are that are above the holiday season. It's crazy. We never see we never see a spike off peak like this but everybody needs a new laptop and a new, new iPad. I've actually bought two new iPads, and I don't even have kids. There you but go. That's you just know. because I'm sitting at home. All I'm doing is shopping. Do you know, okay, the one I'm super upset about that we didn't see coming and that we didn't play, and I was telling you about this yesterday, Chris, what are, what are people doing other than buying laptops and iPads? They're sitting in their house, oh. sitting in their little home office going, you know what, I could use a new desk. I could use a new shelf to put behind me in my YouTube studio. This is the biggest oversight we've ever had because we talk about this company all the time. I look at it all the time and it just, the noise, the amount of noise, like made it hard to think clearly about even companies we know about and should have known about that were under no risk here. And this is, this is a company that, that we've want that, that we like generally, but during this time, they had this huge, huge recovery. We're talking about Wayfair, the furniture hmm. delivery company. It's the only thing that you can't really buy on Amazon. They do have some furniture, but people are sitting at home in their home office deciding, hey, you know what? I should redecorate. I, Dave, I have I a thing, but... Me and you were going back and forth uh, trading pictures with Joshua Bayer at an Austin who heads up Capital Factory <laughs> as he's spending literally like a week making this like crazy uh, home office studio. And like we're doing this stuff and I'm sending him pictures of my my stuff and you're sending pictures. Yeah. And meanwhile, like what, what were we thinking? Obviously Wayfair, obviously. And now it's kind of too, kind of almost too late. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if it is. It, I mean, they're off of their highs. They, they've had this, uh, what do I have, a, a one-year chart pulled up here. This is what they look like, and they've had this giant bounce back. That's more than a giant back. bounce back. That's, That's almost enormous. a full recovery. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's just really hard to, like, you feel like an idiot mining now. But, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just not... This is your year to date. They oh, were... stop. I can't look at that. It was down below 30. It was like a 20 was, something. You could, you could have picked it up at 25. <laughs> you could have tripled over the last couple, yeah. well, last week. <laughs> yeah. Straight up equity triple. 
Okay, so um, you know what else I sold? Um, I sold most, uh, I didn't have a ton anymore, but most of my Facebook and I sold a lot of my Google too because I am concerned, like again, if you're gonna pick winners and losers, I think the market loves Facebook and Google because they have strong balance sheets, but that's yep. so Wall Street, like just looking at the balance sheet. That's just so 1.0. Like <laughs> they're not realizing that there's just a massive, <clears throat> massive hit on advertising right now, both from large company advertising. You know how many large companies have come out and said, we're pausing all ads right now. Now, there's not like... And, and Facebook came out saying that their ad revenue is going... They're, they're cutting ad rates because they need to fill the yeah. available inventory. Dude, dude, I just listen. If I have to choose between a company that's going to benefit from the pandemic and a company that's like has a strong balance sheet but's kind of getting hit in a lot of areas, why would I choose the one that's iffy? Choose the one... Choose the win, Choose the winner, Right. And so, like, I choose the companies that literally, if you were going to sit in a boardroom saying, what would be the ideal case scenario for our company? If we wanted to grow our business, if we wanted to double our business overnight, what would need to happen? And none of them had any <laughs> ethics or morals and didn't mind about killing half the world. But, but like, you got to put but that we, part aside. We some event that would keep everybody in their house. Yeah. We, we hope it isn't going to kill them, but we need everybody to stay at home and, and do nothing but shop online. There are a handful or of watch our movies or, you know, whatever it is where this is. And this is with Disney, Disney. I'm still in. And, um, I, I like that I'm in Disney, but I'm considering selling that as a part of my massive dump, everything that isn't a direct beneficiary of yeah. our current market condition. Yeah, I've held on to Disney for so long, but at the same time, I'm looking at it. Nobody's going to go on Disney cruises. Nobody's going to the theme parks. Anytime soon. So, yeah, they're going to be they're going to be off the revenue. And there's for, no sports, so like what? They're the only thing they've got is their Disney Plus, and like I I don't even know. Okay, so here's the thing: Disney was my for, we never did our forever stock episode. Yeah. Disney mm -hmm. was my forever stock because I wasn't allowed to choose Amazon. Remember that was our rule. And so I actually trimmed my Disney yesterday or two days ago for that exact reason. I'm like I love Disney, love love love. I don't, I can't deal with the fact that I wouldn't own Disney long term, but I did trim it because. Man, they're getting destroyed. Now, the good thing about Disney, it's not good for the – well, the employees are doing okay, I think, um, on unemployment. But Disney furloughed almost all of their 77,000 park employees, so they don't have to carry the cost of any of those employees right now. But they're, they're not getting a penny of revenue, which is just horrific. Obviously, yeah. cruise ships are down, right? And I don't know what's – we talked about this. What do you think happens with ESPN? Because technically – ESPN still gets all their sub fees from all from all the cable providers, right? But they they lose out on the ancillary advertising that they can push in there as well. So it's kind of like a mixed bag in ESPN. But at some point, at some point, um, the market's going to be like the cable and be like, dude, we're not paying you. We don't care. We're just going to stop paying you these absorbent fees when you're not. No one's watching ESPN right now. I don't know how that works. The legal contracts. I mean, it. it it's a timing thing. How how long is it going to take a cable company or a direct TV yeah. to negotiate out of their existing deal, you know, or not renew or not renew it as favorable of terms? And I think that's, that's, that's probably why there's a big back. rush to get um, just to get some sports going, even if there's no crowds. Right. Because these guys don't want to lose their cable contracts. Yeah. Um, they want to, a baseball know. proposal that I was reading about. That, that seems where they all play in Arizona or something like no, that? No, Arizona that? and Florida, where they do spring training and they yeah. all play there the whole season, no fans. 
And but in like some kind of a weird mashup of of different le- different teams playing each other that wouldn't yeah, normally play each other. Why not? I mean, do That's something. It sounds fun. If they've hey, got testing me- to where like you can get tested every time you step on the field, why not do it? Let me tell you something, dude. If the NBA, and I don't think it's going to happen, but they're ta- the room talking about it. If they can figure out a way to pull this thing together and finish off the season and have playoffs in Vegas, something like that, I will watch every game. I what because I am so sick of watching all these sh- like just I mean I love the, I love my Netflix and stuff but I would love to mix it up with some I mean, NBA yeah, not of Netflix they basically have two shows Tiger King and Ozark and once yeah. you're done with that you're like looking at an old archive of things that you don't well really I got other stuff anymore. to catch up on but here's the thing like I do think there's going to be a like people are so desperate for sports that when sports do come back watch out like it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be major ratings right like especially if people are home still if they're home still or even like 50 percent of them are still at home like dude watch out for that so you know now i'm getting excited about disney again but no the, the parks are down i trim my disney <laughs> the parks are down hopefully the i'll buy it are down i don't know what's going to go on with disney in the next yeah. six weeks six eight weeks but i mean I, they, like, do, I don't they, could, they could easily get back to 120 I don't know that they're going to go back to 140. Here's the other thing that I wrote about Disney. Uh, Iger levered them up huge with debt. So they've got a ton of debt right now because of the push into Disney Plus. Uh, and, uh, and they worked on their um, cruise fleet, right? So I think both those things added to their debt load. Yeah, they, they're killing it with their, their new cruise ships. are going to be yeah. awesome. Um, and they'll be back right in time, right in time. They'll, they'll be ready for those new ships, right, when people are ready to start cruising. Because um, cruise is going to cruise. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> if, uh, I mean, I'm just looking at some of the questions here, guys, cause I saw something, someone said something about Carvana. One of my four shorts did not do well for me today. Carvana. Fortunately, it's my smallest short by like a mile. Um, but yeah, Carvana was up, I think pretty big today. They're saying 35% in two days. Uh, that's, that's insane. And I still don't like Carvana as a stock or a company i hate it um you know what i don't care screw them uh (laughs) i'm not selling it's a small short and i'm sticking with it uh no i i think carvana i i do not like carvana at these levels at all and i i do think also guys there's going to be a massive. Uh, let's talk about auto because I think auto. You know, that's our background is auto. Yeah. Way and back. You, you had a you had an interesting uh, thought yesterday about a play that you were considering. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. So I, I talked to Jordan about it and to you about it, and I have not pulled the trigger on it. Um, and here's the thing. You know, everyone's down and out on Ford and you know GM right now. But Ford, let's. I'm just. I just have me looking at Ford because I'm like obsessed with the Bronco and waiting for the new Bronco to come out. But Ford, let's just talk about new cars. Uh, what drives new car purchases? In my mind, the thing that drives new car purchases are uh, gas prices being low. That's great for an American company like Ford because they make a lot of gas-guzzling yep. trucks, right? Yep. So Check. gas prices being low. Interest rates that are moving, uh, low interest rates means better uh, monthly payment prices. And all people care about when they buy new cars or what kind of car can I get for the $385 a month that I have budgeted for my car that I'm already spending on right now? Yeah. So when I go tell my wife or husband that I'm getting this new car, I can be like, it's not. I'm paying the same thing that we always pay, but I'm getting something newer and nicer. Well, if the car companies are going to do this seven-year 0% interest, which it looks like they are, and I assume those are banking relationships where the banks are giving them incredible rates because there's so much free money with the Fed right now, 
that is going to drive listen i'm not saying we're going to get like a significant car buying cycle or anything but when you combine the cheap gas the cheap financing meaning lower payments plus the fact that people are not going to want to fly the next year that much but you know they are and especially with the airlines like imagine this guys the airlines are slow to come back so when they do come back they might even be more expensive for seats when because they, they're not quite ready to ramp back up quickly. I think a lot of people are more comfortable going on driving vacations. I mean, all I'm saying is there's a case there that you could maybe get a reasonably okay automotive buying cycle once we get back to real life in a couple months. And, and if that happens, don't you kind of think Ford just kind of like doubles from here? Back, it's at five bucks again, right? It could easily pop back up to 10 um, I don't know. It's a speculative trade, but I think Carvana, they only sell used cars. This all comes back to the Carvana trade short. <clears throat> like, why would someone buy a pre-owned car when every manufacturer in the world is going to be offering seven years, zero percent crazy deals? Don't we have some history to look at there where pre-owned cars got killed the last time that happened? Was it like 2011, Jordan? Do you remember? Or was it 11 or 8? Man, I don't remember. But yeah, they do kind of work inversely off of each other. Used car prices will cruise up and it's it's a weird balancing act. Yeah, we used yeah. to be so into that stuff and yeah. it's been a long time. But I, listen, I, I maybe I might just keep this whole long, you know, long Ford and short Carvana. I haven't gotten long Ford yet, but what's interesting is Ford's burning a billion one a week, I heard. That's insane. But they do have like it's a business. Where you have, where we spend a billion dollars a week, but they do have like thirty-eight or forty billion in cash, cash equivalents, and short-term investments, so they can keep this going for a while. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know, but I'm kind of looking at Ford a little bit right now. That's all I'm saying. Kind of looking at it. Uh, it's it's a bargain, right? The, the, the question is, are they going to stay in business, right? If they made it out, I mean, look, they made it out of the last one. Um, okay, um, you, you know, know they didn't they didn't go bankrupt like GM did. Here's the thing: I'm putting myself on the wait list because I'm not going to allow myself to do too many trades right now. Because I feel like <laughs> if history repeats itself, anytime I've had a big positive swing like this. I always end up making mistakes. So I'm not, I'm going to like, it's a, if I still feel this is a good trade in 72 hours, I'll pull the trigger maybe. But right now I'm just going to chill out a little bit. Yeah, on I, think it's, I think you got to wait longer than that. I think you've got to figure out when are people going to, you know, get out of their houses again. Right. Yeah, Jordan, that's when, gonna when be... are they going to open up the, fa- I mean, the number one thing is when can they open up these factories? Right. Because if they're not shipping cars, they're not making money. That's the way they, that's the way it works. They've yeah, got to get, they gotta Jordan, get cars out the door. You can, I can't wait until that happens. It'll be too late. That's all, the market is yeah. reacting so quickly to the second that we think there's a, there's a defined date when people are going to come out of their house. It's going to be too late. So I got to be yeah, like a little okay. ahead of that, right? Yeah. And so, well, the one thing I think we could all learn right now about the market is that it's moving pretty quick in terms of like as soon as we start to anticipate something, the market is rapidly moving to fill that up or down. And I want to talk about that because, you know, we mentioned this last week, one of my big short trades, I think <clears throat> I'm considering putting on, and I already, you know, I have 200 op- put options on the SPY right now. They're getting crushed. I'm already down six figures in them. Uh, and nothing compared to the long account, right? Yeah. But uh, next week, 
uh, I think is the week. Remember last month when all these funds had a rebalance because their stock equities were down so much they had to maintain the right balance. 60, 40 to, to or whatever they, whatever they were. Framework, yeah. right? Yeah. So that happened like the last two trading days of the month. But what happened is people would front run that. They front run that trade. So like four or five days before the, 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 the end of the month, people were front running it and shorting the market. So if you think that the same thing is going to happen this month, but the opposite, meaning stocks have gone up so much, unprecedented this month, those same funds would theoretically have to rebalance themselves towards the end of the selling month. Stocks, basically. Selling stock, and people are going to front run that. So if you think about that, you kind of want to front run the funds that are going to front mm -hmm. run, the, that are going to front run the pensions and everyone else have to rebalance. So that means that I kind of feel it's madness. <laughs> I madness. I kind of feel like Friday, this Friday, maybe is the day to start front running the front runners on the rebalancing <laughs> is that and so i'm i'm thinking about increasing my market short hedge either end of day thursday mm -hmm. or early in the day on friday and so i'm just putting that out there for Look, you I've, guys. Been, I've been trying to figure out when i put on a pretty good size hedge pretty soon um i kind of feel like that's that's a pretty interesting thesis yeah. to think about right and so you know we'll, we'll see but that that's what i'm thinking right now yeah and by the way jordan if that happens and it works that could be it could be your last at least for the short to midterm your last shot to kind of go long on some of these stocks if they come back down and correct yeah i think so i mean i'm i'm really hoping that we get another pullback i mean both i'm not and hoping, i think but i am hoping you're you know the only I mean? one it's uh yeah, yeah, I think other people are probably sitting on the sidelines wishing they had gotten in and seeing it go continue to go up. If there is a pullback, I, I think that it could get filled by the people who wanted to get in, like you. Yeah. Yeah, and it and it probably will, but like a lot of don't you have to think a lot of what happened in the last few days is 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 uh, ignited by short short squeeze too. I mean there's a yeah. listen, I've heard that theory, yeah, that there's a lot of that there's a lot of people closing out their shorts. Um, yeah. Listen, we talk behind the scenes. You know, our viewers don't get to see a lot of this, but behind the scenes, guys, we have a lot of conversations with a lot of different investors. A lot of them are institutional. Um, a lot of them are professional um, <clears throat> across just across the span. A lot of them are amateur, just just regular retail traders. And I've heard quite. I've got. I've gotten into a few arguments with a lot of people that were like. Hey, I really think we got to retest the lows. And I'm not saying we're not going to retest the lows, but that sentiment, this whole concept of retesting the lows was very real. And it's been out there uh, for the last week or two. And I think a lot of people were just planning on that and were shocked by what happened the last couple of days. And, how yeah, and it looks like up. just looking at our comments, there's a lot of people who are saying that Amazon is going to crash hard and that we should short uh, the Dow. And well, I guess that's the same person. There's one. There's one. Uh, <laughs> there's one. There's one bear. Thanks us. Um, but uh, sold Netflix call options yesterday morning. Someone who who got out a little too early. Amazon uh, is going. Here's someone else who got Amazon uh, puts. Yeah, I don't know if I'm betting against Amazon mainly because they're probably one of the only people that's doing real business right now. They're doing real business. Uh, Walmart's doing real business. There's a handful, right? 
Uh, so the airlines just reach a deal uh, with the government on the $25 billion. Uh, Americans up a little bit after another half, you know, up uh, 50 cents after hour, 60 cents, which is not good for me because I'm shorting American. I don't yeah. like, I don't love that. But um, uh, I, and, I don't... So it looks like uh, the Carnival CEO is on CNBC now. He uh, he came out from hiding. Now, Just a little bit too late. He said when society is ready, that they'll be ready. That's that's yeah. his, uh, That's I'll, I'll keep you posted, but that's what he's saying right now is when society is ready, cruiser is going to cruise. I think he's, he, I think he's quoting you he now. Is he wearing a t-shirt? <laughs> he, he does have our t-shirt on. <laughs> that would be awesome. That's we remarkable. Should, we should, we should send, send one to... Well, to Maybe maybe not Carnival Royal because Caribbean. we were uh, in Royal, Royal Caribbean. But <laughs> um, for those of you who haven't seen the uh, T-shirt, if I can pull it up. Oh, I may have already removed it. Just kidding. Uh, guy, all right, I'm going to look through more of these comments. Uh, you know, I don't know. Boeing is expensive. I, I mean, listen, people are talking about Boeing. I don't know. I just felt like I really... You know, I, I still kind of feel negative on American Airlines. It's the weakest airline. I want to look at this deal. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah, the I deal with Boeing, out. I mean, they had, they had a bunch of uh, cancellations on their MAX today um, come out. Now, they still have government yeah. contracts that will, you know, kind of carry them through a little bit. But uh, this MAX situation is a disaster. Okay, so let's talk. GC says at 345, Dave, which is like right now. What do you, I think this is an important thing because this is like getting back to basics, right? The drivers of the market. You know, what do you think about a second Corona wave could hit the market hard, even if there are any signs of that? But okay, so I mean, yeah, I mean, I think we're all worried about it. We're all thinking about it, but I don't necessarily think you can trade on a second Corona wave right now. I'm not going to because I have confidence that I'll be able to see a second Corona wave uh, along with everybody else and react to it relatively quickly now you might not catch the first you know if it happens overnight and there's bad information i mean the market could open down quite a bit but that's not how this this pandemic works like if things don't happen in an instant right jordan like it happens slowly over days and weeks so i feel like we're going to have time if a second wave starts to hit to kind of absorb that information as long as we have a prepared mind and we're looking for it, which is the one thing we're really good at here, uh, we'll be looking for it every day, 24 hours a day. As soon as we see the first signs of that, we can start to you know, adjust our hedge and our portfolio accordingly. I'm not going to trade today mm-hmm. on a second wave that even if it's likely to happen before it happens. Would, would you guys agree with that? I think we just have too long before we're going to see something like that, right? Um yeah, because yeah that, that, that second wave might be in the fall. That might, you know, sure. it's it, there's a lot that can happen on the upside, and so well, it between could, now and then, it could happen theoretically, Dave. It could, and we don't know the degree to which heat helps this virus yet, for sure. So it could happen this summer if everybody goes back out and is like crazy, like I'm going to restaurants and bars and partying, and like I'm just, I'm, you know, Americans are real laid back like that. So like they just might you know, a bunch of them just go out and then it could happen. And maybe we get test and trace really good. Let's talk about test and trace, by the way. We got Dave found some exciting news for dumb money this morning. This is kind oh, of, what I did. Oh yes. I saw, um, so I was, I, I was watching the local news and I saw a company that body test. Uh, and then I wanted to do some research to figure out who's offering that test. And, and actually the company that's doing it is, a. Uh, private company 
uh, and they're not doing this like as a, a city-run test. It's a private venture that they've partnered with some local hospitals. And then I was doing more research to see what other companies might be doing this, and I realized that one of our portfolio companies is actually uh, trying to develop the first FDA-approved at-home antibody test. It's a company called Scanwell. Uh, they're out of California, and we invested in them um, in 2017, 2018. It was the seed round right when, they came, right when they came out of Y Combinator. They had Their primary business was an at-home test for urinary tract infections, correct? Is that right? Yes, and that, that test, and that's something that you can go online and order and have that shipped to you. They have uh, developed a proprietary, I think, uh, test that they're going to be able to manufacture at scale. Um, and they already actually have, have I, I can't remember which state, but some state has actually signed up for like 1,000 or 10,000 that they're going to test a group of people and follow them over time. Um, but this needs FDA approval, unlike the emergency act that is now in place for uh, the laboratory-based. If you're an approved laboratory, you can operate uh, an unapproved test right now. So an at-home test requires FDA approval. So they're waiting on that. Um, but that's, I think, big news for one of our portfolio companies that you'll be able to learn more about on our other Dumb Money channel, Dumb Money. Yeah, guys, that's actually, it's it's super exciting. And by the way, if you haven't yet, guys, please give us a thumbs up right now or, you know, like this video. The YouTube algorithm loves it. We need it. We're a brand new channel. Dumb Money Live's a brand new, like brand, brand new. And, and it, yep. it, we really need those those likes. Would you? I beg you to please like this right now, um, if, if you wouldn't mind. But uh, one thing about that, like, I think Peter Thiel was invested to come. Like we invested at a really, I don't want to say the valuation it was like really low. And there was a Fed official on today talking about how, uh, you know, we spent, we're losing 25 billion a day as a, as a country and we need to do whatever it takes, no matter how much money it takes to get like mass rapid testing. Could you imagine if our little startup company that we invested in, they get like a multi-billion dollar order from the federal government to test the whole country once a week or something like it's a reach, but it could happen. Like they could be one of the I actually passed on this one. So I was, I was looking at the no. emails thread. I, I oh no! On. Yeah. Oh, sorry, it's one of the dude. very few that I I think I I did like ninety percent of the ones with Chase, but yeah, I passed on that one. Yeah. So sorry, we need to dude. we need to retitle this episode yeah. the the time that Jordan missed out. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. You win but some, you lose some. Hey, that, you get what you okay. get. You don't throw a fit. That's what my that's what we told my little girl. Awesome. You're the best attitude ever. That's great. Um, and, and by the way, it's still good for humanity if they if this thing works, whether you yeah. make, personally make money on well, it. Hey, I, ho I hope it works out. Right. Guys, I already discussed Alpha Trader at 349. We already discussed our thoughts on FLIR in the last episode. We passed on FLIR because they make all this industrial like uh, temperature uh, reading, thermo reading equipment. Uh, if every bar and restaurant and corporation and stadium and, and airport in the world has to take temperature checks, we think they're probably going to use a $30 thermometer. They're not going to use these things by FLIR. And even if they did use stuff by FLIR, it doesn't look like it would really move the needle because it's a big company. It's a multi-billion dollar company. I just don't see that being me. I don't see the whole thesis of everyone having to do temperature checks to go everywhere as being a big positive for FIL. FIL. F-L-I-R, F -L -I -R. clear systems. So I just want to answer that while I saw it. Okay. 
Uh, what about the, you know? Obviously, this is going to be a terrible earnings season. What what do the stocks do as these earnings start to come out? So we're going to see this this wave is going to be. Here's how we did before, and we don't know what we're going to be able to do going forward. What happens next quarter when they have to report? Well, we had zero revenue and we had a billion dollars a day expenses. Well, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> so my thought is. Uh, I'm kind of only investing for the most part, for the most part, now I'm focusing my portfolio on companies that won't have those types of earning calls next quarter, right? Isn't that what we're talking about earlier in the episode? That's what we're looking at. But yeah. for the companies that do, is it going to pull them down harder and faster? And uh-huh. is it going to, for the companies like Amazon that I'm imagining is going to come out and say that they had record sales and record hiring and record everything, Mm -hmm. record usage on their AWS, which is powering a bunch of other services like Zoom. And and, I mean, I can't imagine them coming out with anything negative other than our expenses went way up and perhaps... Perhaps uh, their ad revenue, maybe. Um, even though that's the one place that I would keep revenue if I were a company, would be but there, Amazon. But. but there are companies that we're invested in that we love because they're just so strong long-term, but they might have a few rough quarters like Lululemon and Restoration Hardware, right? Yeah. Those companies, um, it's a great question because uh, is the market like not like overlooking the fact that it's going to be a rough three or four quarters, not just one quarter for them. I yeah. don't really know the answer to that question. And, and because of that, I really am being a bit careful as to the how much I have in those companies. I do love Disney and Lulu and Restoration Hardware, but I don't want to be like overweight in those companies right now. I just have a nice holding. I'm willing to suffer in the short term if that's what happens. I mean... Yeah, it almost seems like the you know, the market took the hit and was trying to price in all of these scenarios up front. And then it's had this kind of unexpected rally earlier than anyone thought. So is that the time that it could go back down? Yeah, but like other companies, and by the way, Michael just asked at 352, did did you invest in Nintendo? I did not invest in Nintendo. Uh, The only reason why I didn't invest is because I just had I already had exposure to gaming through a pretty sizable investment in Activision, um, as well as my investment in Microsoft. And I love Nintendo, but they were trading kind of high, quite honestly. And so I I just kind of felt, you know, not that Activision wasn't and Microsoft wasn't. uh, Nintendo's not coming out with hardware in the fall where Microsoft and Sony is. So I didn't love the fact that Nintendo is not going to have a hardware refresh. And I felt that could be a net negative for them going into the fall holiday season this year. Um, whether it actually is or not, I think investor perception could be that could be a negative. I think Nintendo is doing exceptionally well right now in the pandemic, though. But then again, the stock's trading at like near all time highs. So I wasn't excited to like start a new Nintendo position. Uh, so no on that. What about shorting Planet Fitness? Yeah, I'd be nervous about that. I mean, it seems like... The- that's a sticky one. They're so cheap, right? That you, I don't think you're going to cancel your gym membership for two months when it's like, well, how $5. much is it? How much is a membership? Like thirty bucks? Well, I think I think they are canceled now by default. I think Planet Fitness did something. Oh, did they? Did they cancel and just say, I, hey, we're not going to charge you? I think so. I saw, a, I saw a TV commercial for them today where they were saying that they're offering at-home uh, video programs and you can, you know, 
exercise, watching TV with their people. Look, I think these companies that to. go out and say, hey, we're just going to go ahead and pause your payment for two months, it's genius, right? Because then, yes. then you don't have the cancelization. You don't have the cancellations rolling in. That's right. That's what Yelp right. did. That's what all these guys did. Yep. Um, you know, here's the thing about uh, Plant Fitness. I want to remind all of our followers how we invest. Oh, it, 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 sorry. It was my earpiece. Sorry, guys. I'm a, me- I'm a hot mess over here. Um, <laughs> what so, are you doing? So, uh, Wait, okay. that's a comment that uh, you made $2 million, and yet you still have a, uh, a $2 webcam. No, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Dave, you're proud of me, right? I did everything you told me to do. He, I have- he, he has an, an actual microphone plugged in now, and he's wearing an earpiece so that he can hear us without cutting out and having the uh, feedback problem. And- but your camera still looks bad. No, and you're and- talking directly to the internet, so you you got a dongle for your old, you know, five year old laptop. So okay, now you more light in there, and so like you're getting too much ISO, right? Is that is is that my light on too high? So here's the only thing. All right, maybe I need to get a new laptop. Looks, right? It's just it just like your frame rate looks like it's you're, you're like when you do this, you blur. Well, I guess I do a little bit too, but <laughs> yeah. <it's- laughs> We're going. Right. We're going at 720p. It's as high as we can go through the platform that we use. Um, they're going to switch to 1080 soon, and hopefully by then my camera will look good. Jordan is going to look good, and Chris, you'll be able to see how bad it actually is. Okay, so here's the deal. On, okay, let, me get, let me get back <laughs> and, to Planet Fitness. Planet Fitness um, and our methodology. What do you know about Planet Fitness, or what do you think you know that isn't already priced in it? The market doesn't know. All right, so like that's the question. I can't, I couldn't figure out anything that I knew about Planet Fitness that I didn't think the market already knew. So if I yeah. don't, that's we why I didn't invest. Fitness place, we know that people aren't going to fitness places. So that's kind of a given. If we knew something else or we saw some new trend that, like I saw this TV commercial for Planet Fitness and maybe a $5 a month plan where you get unlimited access to a video library of exercise at home videos, maybe that helps them. Maybe it's, uh, you can just go on YouTube and watch all that for free. Well, Who knows? You know, Amazon uh, Prime has <laughs> all those videos too on on their uh, for free. It's it's like all free. Uh, that said, I think we got a thirty day sub- like freebie subscription to Peloton for our kids to watch and stuff and do videos, workout videos. But it's all free on Amazon. Um, all right, what what, what else? What, what do you base your decision on when you're deciding to hedge and when do you lift it? The hedge right now, it, it's the same thing we've been preaching for weeks. It's its a change in one of the three drivers. One driver is oil. That's kind of off the table now, right? And so mm-hmm. that's why I don't have a deep hedge because oil's off the table. The other driver is the extent to which unemployment and the business community right this second is worse than the market was anticipating um, or better. And right now, I kind of feel that the market has a pretty good gauge on that. But who knows? It, 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 that could change over time. The third thing, which is really important, is how long is this going to last? And if I feel like this is going to last longer than the market thinks it is, then I will immediately put on a much larger short hedge. If I feel like it's gonna, we're going to come out of this quicker, and all this is based on data. This is all based on the same data anyone else can see. Jordan's on top of this stuff day and night. Like We talk about it all the time. We're looking at every state. We're looking at New York. We're looking at hospitalization rates. We're talking to nurses uh, at hospitals. Uh, Jordan, what, what did you find out from this nurse friend yesterday you told me? 
about their ICU uh, Look, utilization. This is, right? It's one data point, right? So it's one local hospital, but it's you know near the airport, and it's it's pretty central to the Metroplex, and they've yeah. got like twenty ICU beds and. I think they've got three with coronavirus patients right now. Yeah, which is which is not a lot for Dallas. You know, we're checking all these different data points. Uh, some of them are social, trying to figure out what other nurses are saying that's going on in their hospital wards, and everything that we're seeing right now kind of lead, you know gives us conviction that we are the it's trending in the right direction. Meaning this thing is lightening up now. If, if we start to see something different in the next few days, we'll immediately flip our short position. Yeah. Now, there are always other things that come into play, like this whole uh, counter, like this balancing portfolios that we talked about towards the end of this month uh, that we think is going to have the opposite reaction to last month where people are going to end up selling stocks to balance and we're going to try to front run the front runners. So I might increase my short this Thursday or Friday because of that. Um, but other than that, we're looking at the drivers, the big drivers. And until I see a change, I'm not going to dramatically do anything. We have a question here. Do you think that uh, how much do you think Amazon is going to beat earnings? And I mean, beating is is who knows what it's going to actually do. But do you think that whatever it's going to do is already priced in? Like it's going up because people think Amazon's going to kill it. Has that already been priced in? And when they announce that they, you know, had an amazing quarter, do they then go down? So it's really hard to answer that question. All you can say is that it's not black and white. There's a hundred shades of gray in trying to answer that question. And every day that it goes up a hundred to 120 points, it's more priced in, right? I mean, we, yeah. it just is. So the question is, uh, as we get into Amazon earnings, what I am likely to do is take some risk off the table, meaning I will likely sell those two Amazon options that I have. I meant to do that today, by the way, and I forgot. Uh, but I will sell those options and probably purchase new options with a higher expiration so that if Amazon comes back down significantly, I'm only going to lose the, the fresh premium on those new options. I'm not going to lose all that in the money uh, yeah. you know, stuff that I have on the existing options. So I'm going to limit my downside there. I love Amazon. I, I love it. So like I said, I can visually see Amazon creeping up to 3000 over the next year and it can have little bumps along the road. If they execute, they're not hiring 175,000 new people because their business is doing bad. Okay. guys. So is it priced in? Does Amazon come down a hundred bucks? Maybe, but I don't even care at this point. Yeah. If they, because they, you know what happens? What do you think? Guys, Jordan, if Amazon came down a hundred bucks, because they had great earnings, but people took profits, what are you going to do? I'm going to buy 500 shares. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of people like Jordan out there, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so I have I have 1,800 uh, call options that I'm probably going to do the same. I'm going to roll out of those, take my profit in those, and then buy some, where, where is it now? Is it, I'll have to buy some, what, 2,500s? <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe who knows now. by the time i do that by the time i get around to placing my trade i'm gonna have to buy 2500s uh, it's at 2283 gosh. close today um we talked about this before episcore flew at 401 uh what a weird name okay uh episcore e eu okay uh is it too late to buy companies that profit from the corona now and 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 then sell if other stocks report bad. I mean, 
I kind of don't. You guys feel it's a feeling late to buy Clorox and all this stuff. We talk about this. Oh, yeah. I'm not, we personally, about this. I'm not buying. I didn't buy anything today. I traded out of airlines and bought some Microsoft yesterday, um, which I think was a good call. Um, but I'm not buying anything unless we see like a little pullback. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. In companies that I like anyway. Companies that I want to be in anyway. That actually happen to be the ones that will do well during this also you know i'm not i'm not clorox is not a company that i want to own long term no. so i'm not messing with it um i did buy the that uh reit um on high-end real estate uh hmm. or what, what is it class a um rental properties how did that do for me so far I haven't even checked individual like stocks like that. I'm just assuming they're all doing well. I just kind of flipped through the portfolio and everything's seemed to be up today. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that was up 3% today. Um, and it, I'm up and I didn't buy that much of it, but I'm, Dave, I'm in the green on that one. Dave, Chris Erickson at 403 wants to know what you're buying with your stimulus check, your $1,200 stimulus check, but you're not getting a stimulus or are you? Me? Are you Aren't you above the threshold for stimulus? I'm check? definitely above the threshold. Yeah, I don't think I'm getting one. Are you getting one, Jordan? I don't think. I think all of us had too good of a year last year. I, yeah. Oh yeah, I think I think the LOL at the end of this uh, comment was oh. indicating that he realizes <laughs> that because the cap is what 100k. Yeah. yeah, and we all did. Yeah, bit better substantially than more than that in 20, and it's based on what 2018 or 2019, whichever you filed most recently. I just barely filed my 2018. I think the bigger question is, and this is, I'm so glad he brought this up because I was having this conversation. I'll tell you privately after this call is over who I was having this conversation with, but I was talking to one of our old friends today uh, and they got on unemployment uh, because I told them to. And this Mm -hmm. is a person that really had no, would never have even thought to get on unemployment. They're not employed, but wasn't planning on being employed right now. We're in the near future, but technically they can get on unemployment and they did. And I can say the same thing for a whole host of other people in my network I've been talking to that for various reasons in their life, they were no longer employed, but were not in a place to want to be employed. But now they're getting $1,000 a week from the government and they're getting a $1,200 to $2,000. Some cases, their whole family is getting up to $3,000 in uh, stimulus checks. So we talked about this. Remember Dave Jordan last night, two days ago? Yeah. About, let's say 20% of the country is in a really bad place right now. Another 20%, let's just say, service industry are unemployed, but they're getting 1000 a week from the government between federal and state. And a lot yeah. of those people are now earning more money in unemployment than they ever would have earned in their service job, believe it or not. Uh, and not a ton more, but, you know, 20 30% more, which is a lot. And they're getting stimulus checks from the government. And then you have, like, let's just say 60% of the U.S. that are fully employed, their employment is not going anywhere. Um, on top of that, maybe their husband or wife who is unemployed because you know it's a full-time mom, you know, left the workforce this last year. They're getting a thousand bucks a week from the government now, right? They're also getting maybe a stimulus check from the government, um, guys. And oh, by the way, everybody is spending considerably less money every week that they're stuck at home and not spending stupid money at restaurants or money doing all kinds of the stupid things that we do every day at Starbucks and all this other stupid money we all spend. Playing golf. What? What? Playing golf. Playing golf, whatever. So here's the thing. I mean, I think this is something that the market, we always talk about 
what is the market not seeing clearly? And I really haven't heard anybody talking about this, not on financial news. Um, and I think this is an area where we can arbitrage cultural shift, a cultural change that's happening in consumer behavior to where most of the country is technically flush with cash all of a sudden, uh, starting this <clears> next <throat> month and going to be spending their money on only a select number of things because they can't spend it on vacation. By the way, everyone's vacations got canceled. Oh, guess mm -hmm. what? We just guess what we canceled uh, this week. We canceled both of our kids' summer camps. Do you know how much money that saved us? Canceling yeah, our summer no. camps? Okay, like that is a people don't understand the massive amounts of money that people are saving and also earning from the government right now. And they can only spend it in certain ways, right? So what are all the ways that they're going to spend, not just their stimulus money, but their unemployment money and all the savings that they're flush with from not going out and doing all this stuff and not having to spend on their kid's summer camp and their kid's ballet school and all the other private sports trainers and everything else that we spend money on and Starbucks. This is huge, right? Is this as big as I'm thinking it is? It's huge, right? If all that money gets funneled to like new laptops, new iPads, what else, guys? What do you think America it's, is spending its money on? Ford it's trucks? Amazon and Apple. Can I throw something else out and there? Maybe Ford for you. I was gonna say, and your Ford thesis. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just saying, like, we're at home a lot, right? And we're we're literally on our laptops looking at things to spend our new money with, right? And like, don't you think? that there's a lot of people that are like seven years, 0%. And I just got check in the mail, like for all this cash. And like, I kind of want a brand new car. Like, I'm just saying, like, don't you think a car could be part of that? The new car at least could be part of that. Maybe. Yeah, I think it could be. I think it could be. And I, I don't hate your thesis, even though I don't think Ford is a company that I would want to be invested in. I kind of see people sitting at home and dreaming about, the new Explorer. Hey, you live in Texas. You know all about the Ford truck. See the Ford truck coming by? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so nice. they're going to buy Tesla? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Listen, all I'm saying is... This is the time I might actually consider Tesla. It, it's been going up crazy too, right? It's like 700 well, something right now. Make fun of Ford all you want. I, am no I don't want a car. After, after being home and realizing I don't need a car, I'm just going to be Ubering and lifting from now on. I'm getting rid of my car at the end of this this quarantine. As soon you as we lease this up, I'm done. You know that if I buy Ford, I am selling that the second it hits nine bucks or ten. Whatever. <laughs> like, I'm just yeah. saying, like, it's not going to be something I'm in long term. But there are a lot of people that buy Fords before this pan before the pandemic. There's going to be a lot of people that buy Fords after the pandemic. I'm just saying, like, yeah, I think if you buy Ford, it's a short, it's a very short term trade. It's just and by the way, guys, honestly, I think. I'm, I would never buy the smaller Bronco. They call it the Bronco Sport. It's just not my thing. But the Bronco Sport actually looks pretty cool, I think, for most. Have you seen it, Jordan? The Bronco? Yeah, I don't like not it. Not for you. Not for you. But do you realize. That's the only way I can brain these things is like, would I buy it? And I'm like, 0% chance. That is the worst thing to do. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. But still, I'm just like, ugh, I don't. Do you, I don't do you get know it. that the Explorer is still Hang like. On, I'm going shopping. Which which one do you want me to look at? Oh, it's not, it's it's not it's, on their got, site yet. It's not on it, their site you yet. You got to look at it. like. Hey, Google it, Dave. Ford uh, Bronco Sport. 
and you'll see the the, 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 the leaked images of it, okay? So here's the thing, <clears throat> like Explorer is like their number one selling car, I think, Jordan. The, would you buy an Explorer? No. Yeah. The Bronco Sport is kind of like maybe a little cooler Explorer. It's like a little Land Rover-y, you know? Is it this one? Uh, yeah, that's it. That, I think that's, it looks like an FJ Cruiser, but... No, 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 no. You think the you think the Bronco looks like an FJ yeah. Cruiser? This is the Bronco Sport. This is the okay. smaller wheelbase, actually. I mean, this is actually like the smaller, even cheaper one. That's for like not for the off roader, but just like I, I think this could be this kind of surprise big seller for them. Honestly, this is like a little, like a you know what? Pretty, how, how much is that? I would buy that. I have a right? Range Rover now that looks pretty much like what I already have. Dave, I think that looks better. Dave, you could buy that for probably twenty-eight thousand bucks, dude. And that's the thing. I think they might sell a ton of these little sports, dude. Okay, and here's what I need to figure out: how much Ford stock I need to buy to get a twenty-eight thousand dollar gain, sell it, and then just buy one of these with my profits. That's I'm going to have Ford stock buy me a free Ford. I'll tell you how and much. Make a video about it on Hey There, Dave here. <laughs> Oh no! If it needs... doubles, then like sixty grand. Subscribe. <laughs> no, if it doubles, you only need to buy twenty-eight grand of stock. Oh, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, All right. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy. I'm going to buy twenty-eight grand of stock and hope for a double, and then, or maybe just uh, options. Jordan, I don't even want to spend that much, I, and Jordan, I definitely don't want to own stock on, in Ford for the long term. Yeah. Why own options? The stock is so cheap. It's like the price of an option. It's, it's Five bucks. <laughs> Jordan, do you know Ross at at four eleven wants to? Know, oh no, no, sorry, not Ross. Uh, someone just asked Jordan about the Tesla factory. If he knows when it's going to open up. Here, uh, where was? Oh it? no, I don't think anybody knows when it's going to open up yet. I mean, that, so the gov uh, the governors are just now trying to come up with their state bailout or their state uh, get back plans, and I haven't read. The details of that yet? I, I need to read it. I think I think uh, Gavin Newsom uh, came out with something today, uh, but I don't know if it specifically calls out what's allowed to open at what time. But frame. you know, Elon's going to open that thing the first second he legally can, like he can, right? Like well, he was one of the last ones to close, right? Yeah, he's going. So, I mean, that tells you everything gonna, you need to know. He's going to open that. thing. He knows he needs he needs to be making vehicles right now. He's got to be. Oh wait, I, 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 guys, this is a bank wire. I got to approve. I, I know this is insane. I have to. This bank wire needs to go through. This is for the investment in the the um, tobacco company. Uh, oh, do you need me to take you off the air? Yeah. No, you don't need to. You don't need to. Okay. Uh, oh, you can. I'll just, but... I'll just mute you. Okay. So anyway, Jordan, uh, the problem with Ubering, according to uh, Drew Seth here, is uh, that you're putting your hands in someone else or your life in someone else's hands sometimes. So the drivers are crazy, which I agree with. I yeah. yeah. But my my biggest thing and my problem with Uber drivers is the inconsistency and. I did the math when I got my last car to see can I make is this the is this the time that I'm going to be able to get by without having one, uh, and the math wasn't quite there yet. I it, it was going to still be less money for me to have a car sit in my garage, even though I don't drive very much, than it would be to Uber everywhere I was going. But, was that for Uber or Uber Lux? Um, no, I was I was basing it on stand. I, I did price it both ways, like. Yeah. Basic Uber and Uber Select or whatever their, the higher end one yeah. is. Um, but even then, I've gotten cars that I re really didn't uh, enjoy. Uh, we've had some We've had some issues. We've had, I mean, we've had mainly, scary driving situations and we've had like some personality conflict issues. It's <laughs> You never know what you're going to get. It's a, 
it's yeah. interesting. Sometimes you meet someone who's interesting and has an interesting story to tell. Right. But a lot of times, I mean, these are not much. employees, right? So you're like, you're not getting a standardized experience. You're not getting somebody who's been through training. It's somebody who downloaded an app and said, hey, I want to I want to drive. And that's it. Yeah. So I, I really don't like the idea of being driven everywhere. But if you could get a little bit more consistency, and there's the local services, there's uh, Alto in town yeah. that has employee-based drivers, standardized cars, uh, the ability to, in the app, request a no, uh, you know, like a no talking or no smell type vehicle. I need no smell. The, the air fresheners and Uber is the main reason I don't like driving, being driven around in Ubers. Oh, see, I like it. I like I like having the random tree freshener. Oh, God. I take pictures of those. <laughs> like, if, if you have 30 tree fresheners, I always report it to Uber saying, I need a smell-free option. This is unacceptable. Uh, I, I need that. I have sensory processing issues. I need you to... Uh, <laughs> I, to guys, I, I, yes, thank you. back on the air. I have to talk about this for a quick second because if you haven't subscribed to our normal Dumb Money channel, go do it right this second because we're gonna ta- I'm going to talk about this investment I'm making um, it is, I'm so excited about this investment. And if Michael Crockett, my old uh, roommate from college is still on the watching here, I'm sure he is. Uh, Crockett used to, he, he's from West Texas, smartest guy you ever know from West Texas. Um, but he would dip tobacco and spit it Ew. on my carpet in my bedroom. And then just like, not my dorm room, the back oh. house, my parents were, uh, like that's disgusting. Mind, right? I know and which so, company you're talking about, and it's one that we're going to yet have another disagreement on because I'm not investing in this company, and I'm you are all I'm about not it. Either. Well, it's, I am. They make they make an alternative, uh, uh, non carcinogenic, di- like dip for for. It's like the jewel of, of of chewing tobacco. I love this company. I can't wait to talk about it on the regular dumb money. I just approved the bank wire to go out for that investment. I'm just too worried that the government's going to step in and there's going to be an issue. And yeah. Okay, okay. Well, we will debate it on The Real Dumb Money. So if you haven't subscribed, go to our regular Dumb Money. Because when we start making episodes again, this is going to be one of the first ones I'm going to talk about this company. I can't wait to share it with you all. I'm really excited about it. And Crockett, if you're watching, I'm finally going to make some money, I think, off of chewing tobacco. There he, so, yeah, he is. He is there. There he is. He's there. <laughs> <laughs> He's always there. He's always watching. <laughs> I mean, we're 20 years old. Chris is so. the biggest germaphobe on the planet, which I can vouch for. You are, you are disgusting for being as much of a germaphobe. <laughs> We've seen your car. Just right. seeing yeah, your just car is trap that is the, the front seat, passenger seat, where your wife has to sit. That is disgusting. You get your car cleaned like once every two years. Um, when I get my new Ford Bronco, I'm going to do a way better job cleaning the car. Was, I haven't had a car I've been interested in in like 15 years. Like I, it's just been so long since I've enjoyed my car. Like I just drive like a dad car. You know, it's just I don't know. Anyway, speaking of, did uh, Chris Erickson here s- uh, sell 1473 Ford puts at 450 strike for May? Is that is that going to get me the? Uh... The the car for free is that is that the is that the trade calculation <laughs> I, I strike price and and it goes up and I don't end up being put a bunch of Ford stock actually yeah that that's the way to do it I'm going to do that 
I'm going to get a free Ford by selling Ford puts. Which Not until our options episode on Thursday. You could do it live, Dave, okay? Okay. Do it live because I never do that stuff. I never sell calls <laughs> or puts. And if you're going to do it, do it on Thursday. We're doing it live. That'll be, that'll be a good example of uh, selling puts. All right, so RG is asking, where do you see gold and silver going? Personally, I hate gold. I know it's been in like a full-on bear market or a bull market lately. It's been going up like crazy, but I I can't chase it, right? I like companies where you've got management teams working to try to get you your dollars back. Gold is such a – it's like an old-school physical Jordan chunk of metal. I'm out. I Jordan, I should, so do not blame you one bit. I'm I'm yeah. so with you on this. I, I I get it. I get why people buy it and they're excited. I get it, but I like. But here's no. the problem: most of people are buying GLD, and so they're buying gold shares. They're not actually even buying gold, right? They're no. just buying shares. If if I needed that kind of investment, uh, and this is what I this is what I'm going to have. I'm going to have Bitcoin instead of gold. That's my speculative, you know, it's it's going to be worth something at some point in history. And who knows if that's up or down. But if we have some kind of fiat currency issue, that's where I want to be. And so but, look, yeah, I mean, yeah, I can held I, on can to. I, can, can I throw out what I would have? Yes. I would have small this... coin. I would have small coin silver because small coin silver is actually the most transactable yeah. Uh, bullion in a S shit hits the fans, whatever it's called, hits the fan scenario, right? Yeah. In one of those scenarios, it's the most uh, transferable. So you could actually utilize it because when you have a piece of gold and you're trying to like it's give it to someone for food or for a chicken yeah. for your backyard, like it's too much. They can't give yeah. you change and you want to walk out your house with that much money. But silver, on the other hand, small pieces like little quarter ounce silver deals, I would just have buckets, buckets of quarter ounce. Silver, right? And you can yeah. just, and no one's going to think you have too much. You can't get robbed by too much. I, I during our great uh, crypto sell-off when we decided that we were no longer in crypto, I held on to what, what whatever was in all the other random accounts. I kept that in my account, so I, I haven't sold my crypto. I just oh. transferred it all into uh, Bitcoin because I feel like that's the one that's going to be uh, the only one that really matters it's every everything is quoted in its price per bitcoin anyway so i i have bitcoin still but it's only as a it, that's throwaway money that's money that i never expected to ever see again so i'm just keeping it to also not complicate my taxes i'm not you know, my problem with you know it doesn't really add any value right so in christmas scenario we got hit by the emp bomb now your credit cards don't work because no electronics work your bitcoin's worthless but you still got your grab bag of you know, random trinkets. I can I can get behind that. But is my Bitcoin worthless? Because I'm pretty sure you can just like no, onto a like portable drive. Here's my Bitcoin right here. It's yeah. it's right here on this. But if electronics, if you can't get on the internet for whatever reason, there's some, then it's worthless. You you know, Leon, if he's watching, is so excited. We're finally talking about crypto. Yeah. Leon, our former employee <laughs> and crypto expert. You know, <laughs> we never talk about crypto. The only way you're going to get us to talk about crypto is to sneak it in when we're talking about gold and silver, which we don't want to talk about anyway. <laughs> so there's the comment. Yeah, you got to hit the like button if you like gold, silver, or crypto. Or stocks. <laughs> Whatever you're into, hit the like button. Uh, we know what we know, do- and we know what we don't know, and we do not know anything about crypto. What do you guys think about uh, 
breaking up big tech. Do you think that Google is, I saw someone else earlier asking, is Google going to be broken up? Do you think uh, any of these companies so, will be broken up? So if there was anything, let's talk about this. If there was anything that you could say you love about a pandemic, and there's not a lot, it's that all of these issues that existed for Google and Amazon and Facebook before the pandemic, I feel like they just bought multiple years of nobody talking about them anymore, right? Like yeah. the, every, all that stuff is gone for now. I mean, we're talking yeah. about literally gone, maybe no matter who gets elected in this next cycle, I don't see that conversation coming up for three more years. Do you agree? No, I totally agree. I think uh, these tech companies have overnight gone from the oh, we're worried about privacy to we're we're coming up with solutions where governments cannot, and we're going to, you know, we're going to be able to let you opt in to be able to see if you've come in contact with someone else who has uh, tested positive. You know, the, through a private, secure, multi-platform system. I mean, I feel like they've they've really kind of turn the tables on all of the privacy concerns. And, and, now by, and by the way, I don't think that's a topic that's been discussed very much. I think the market is overlooking that. When you think about how do I, how do I value Apple and Amazon and all these companies that could have gotten Google could have gotten broken up before it was a big, it was a big issue pre pandemic. Like that's no longer an issue. And that's maybe worth quite honestly, it could be worth five to 15% of the stock increase right there, just, just on that <clears throat> issue going away for the next few years. All that yeah. regulatory junk that everyone was so worried about just getting sidetracked with for the next two, three years off the table. How much is that worth? Now I'm getting excited about Facebook again. I just sold it. Oh, by the way, guys, can we do next week? Um, I feel like that little topic we just started to talk about, I feel like there's an entire episode of what America and the whole world but America is going to spend their stimulus checks on and all their unemployment money on and all their savings on and all the companies are going to benefit from that. So can we do an episode next week focused on that? Because I want to really put my mind to that this week. That's a, that's an underserved topic. that I think there's a lot of uh, info arb money to be made really thinking deeply about that topic and, and settling on, in on some trades there. So if you're watching the replay of this, drop a comment in the kind of permanent comments. Don't don't put it in the chat here because we want we want to um, have those so that we can go back when we're doing our research and read it in the comments. So if you have an idea, wait for this to be reposted as a replay and then uh, let it uh, let us know in the comments. Yeah, what's America going to spend their money? What are you guys spending your money on? What 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 are people going to spend their money on? It's a big. Is, question. is it stocks? Are you are you buying? Are you buying investments? Are you buying toys for yourself? Are you buying? Are you paying what? down your mortgage? Are you paying down your credit cards? Oh, so that's what I forgot to tell you earlier. The per the friend that I was talking to, um, who is filing for unemployment, uh, is not what you would think of as being an investor at all. Guess what this person told me they're going to spend all that extra money on? Stocks. Opening up their first brokerage account. Stocks. Yeah. No, Stocks. I agree. I think I think that when you when you see all of the companies and you see people making money, it's it's very tempting to say, you know what? I I want to be an investor. I'm going to take my $1200 from the government and I'm going to buy uh, half a share of Amazon. Yeah. Or win casinos. 
Yeah. Uh, oh, look, Chris has uh, done the math, and he says that uh, I can get my $28,000 selling those puts. I'll only need $663,000 of collateral. Is that just... I guess that's uh, fine. Right? Oh, collateral. Oh, oh, oh you mean just... Yeah, when you're selling, when you're selling puts, they require you to have. Uh, it's basically your when you're selling puts, you have to borrow the stock from the brokerage or whatever. Oh, you mean that's how much money you would just get guaranteed? Like that's the premium you would collect is thirty eight thousand. No, he's saying I would collect the twenty eight thousand in premium, yes. but that I would have to have uh, an account worth six sixty three. I'm guessing because that's you might lose the, that much the <laughs> risk <laughs> of making that investment. Although that's if it goes to zero, I think it's not going to zero. Anyway, um, a former Uber driver says that he knows passengers get touchy about the air fresheners, which uh, when you were not listening, Chris, that's uh, what I was going off on because I can't stand cars that have the 30 uh, trees hanging <sighs> from the thing. I, actually, you, you may have been here for that. Anyway. Uh, I'd rather them have 30 air fresheners than having smoked before I got in. Yeah, people coming in smelling like Indian food, perfume, weed, sweat, smoke, BO. Oh, God, this is the whole reason I I have to continue to own a car, and that's why I'm going to have Ford buy me a car by selling their puts so that I don't have to deal with the smells associated with Uber rides. And if they could come up with an, a smell-free solution where I could just check a box saying I'm willing to pay more to be in a smell-free Uber, I'm all for it. Hey, guys, how do you like, I really want to talk about that one short. I love it. I wish I would have shorted this company even more. I, I shorted it down to five or six bucks a share last time. It popped back up to 14. I'm shorting it again. Dave and Buster's play. Oh, yeah. I mean, I saw, let's I saw talk, someone about talk about that. I mean, Dave and Buster's, it seems like they got to They got to get destroyed here. Like, is anybody going back to, to a place where literally the entire concept is kids eating finger foods, licking their fingers, touching games. Finger foods, touching games. I mean, is anybody going to Dave & Buster's in 2020? Period. No. <laughs> no way. These guys have so much debt. They have $1.8 billion of debt. It's a restaurant with $1.8 billion of debt. Are you, are you kidding me? And yeah. like – they burn through so much cash, it's absolutely insane. They have interest cost on that debt. They have cost they, they if they don't get a rent abatement from their landlords, forget it. Dave and Busters is I mean, they're in trouble, man. I mean, and obviously, many, be yeah, and we looked we looked at that. How many weeks did we figure out or months did we figure out that they would be able to continue servicing their debt even without paying even if they just said we're not paying any of our rent? They still will go out of business based on their uh, their their. So here's the thing: a hundred percent cost. Dave, you have to assume they're going to get a government loan like everyone else did. Yep. My restaurant did, and that's going to buy them seventy five days. Okay, fine. So they get how many 70, employees do they have? Isn't that program limited to like five hundred or less? Or yeah, but they'll, pro they'll probably get something else. They'll get some other government. You know, they'll get something right. And so even yeah. if they get that, like okay, great. I, I'm not talking about the next sixty days. I'm talking about. June, um, July to the end of the year, like July to the end of the year, who's going to Dave and Buster's when they're off government money, they don't get any more government money. Like their business is going to be down like 80%, I think, honestly, how do they not go bankrupt? I mean, who's going to give, there's a lot of companies where like slam dunk, I'm going to maybe lend the airline more money. If that's what you feel, if you're a bank, right. Or I'm going to listen, I'm willing to loan Wing casinos more money 
because I feel that it's a near guarantee by mid-2021 they'll start to come back. But Dave and Buster's was on kind of a little bit shaky ground even before this. And you can make a case that, you know, when people come out of this, their business might be down 20%. Even after a vaccine, it could be down 20%. Just because, like, people aren't excited to get back into a Dave and Buster's. Who knows? And, like, do you are they going to be able to raise the money they need? I don't know. I, I don't think so. That's my strongest short right now is Dave and Buster's. And I'm sticking um, with it for a little bit, I think. So it looks like eight hours ago, they had a uh, press release go out. Um, Dave & Buster's, is an owner-operator of entertainment dining venues, today announced that it has filed a prospectus supplement to with the Security Exchange Commission. Looks like they're selling shares of its common stock, having an aggregate offering price of $75 million, basically doing a uh, at-the-market equity offering. Good luck, Dave & Buster's. <laughs> Good luck. Oh, and when that thing fails, like I think it might, unless, listen, these, some of these private equity guys don't know what they're doing, okay? And then some of them might, I know there's at least one private equity firm that owns like a lot of Dave and & Buster's, and maybe they're just embarrassed to admit they have the worst investment ever, and they're just going to double down and try to buy the whole company here. Maybe they go for that. I kind of personally feel they'd be better off letting Dave and & Buster's go bankrupt and buying them out of bankruptcy, wouldn't you think? But- um, you know, maybe someone's going to do something stupid and invest. Would you, at the current price, I can't wait to see how this ends. No, I can't. I cannot imagine wanting to be involved in that. What is that? Just diluting everyone? I don't know how many. Uh, it, they're doing seventy-five million dollars of shares at the market. What what kind of dilution is that going to do to their uh, existing stockholders? What is their market cap these days? Hang on. Dilution is the least of their concerns. That's the thing. Like, well, not if you're uh, long Dave and Buster's right now. No, I know, but I'm saying, like, if you're long Dave and Buster's, you're worried about a lot more than dilution. You're you would yeah. happily take that dilution to keep them in from going bankrupt in the next so six months. Their current market cap is three hundred and seventy-five, set three hundred seventy-four million dollars, and they're offering seventy-five million at the at the market at the money. Um, by the way, someone just asked about Cisco, how that's going, the way I feel about Cisco, because that's one of my other shorts. Um, I still feel pretty decent about my Cisco short. I'm not, I'm not covering it yet. Uh, they're obviously up with the rest of the market the last couple of days. They're not up I mean, today, not yesterday, today. Um, today they were up a little bit, but not even up that much today, up like a buck twenty-seven. So now what's so, their plan? Are they going to start shipping goods to grocery stores and try to they, supply that way? Is that, they're going to try. They're, yeah. they're going to try, and, and they might have luck with that. But, uh, uh, hey, they have a lot of competition in that space, okay? So well, but you've also got to realize that demand has gone through the roof at all these uh, grocery stores. Basically all the restaurant demand has just shifted, so it's not like – People are eating less. They're just not eating out. They're eating in. Yeah, I know. But it's like Cisco, they don't really sell grocery. Pro I mean, I mean, all yeah, the produce they stuff, I would imagine, transfers pretty well. Now, where, where it's getting a little bit different is they do like these big bulk meat things. And so I know because our barbecue team buys stuff, not from Cisco, but from their competitor. Um, yeah. They, they will sell like a box of hot dogs. It's crazy. I'm not like, here's the thing, guys. I'm not shorting Cisco because I think it's going to go bankrupt. Yeah. I'm shorting them because I think it's just the news is going to get is going to be worse than the market thinks it is. Because as a restaurant owner, I am expecting our bit when when it opens up in June. Let's say we're open back up in June. Let's just say that happens. 
I am budgeting right now for our business to be down like 60 to 70% when we open up. And I hope it's not down worse than that. And that means that Cisco's business is down 60 to 70% after we open up. Whatever they haven't replaced with grocery store. Well, uh, well, yeah, but after they open it up, it's going to be a lot tougher for Cisco to keep that grocery store business, you know? So, but like I said, I mean, even so, let's say your grocery, let's say your uh, restaurant's down 70%. That means that, that those eaters are just eating at home, in which case you've still got surplus, yeah. you know, uh, demand at the grocery stores. True, true. And they might do well at grocery. I just think if I'm, you know, if I'm a grocery, I prefer to buy everything from my known vendors. Yeah, before I, I buy from a yeah, new as much vendor. as you can for sure yeah. only because of pro like process yeah. if nothing else like I don't want to mess yeah. with my process but you're right there could be so much demand out there that you know they can get rid of stuff yeah. who knows there's a little um, debate going on in the comments here um, but about Dave and Buster's and uh, win casinos and which is going to uh, be a better bet. Oh, I want in on that debate. What are they, what are they saying Wynn about Wynn? Worse finance than Dave and Buster's. Yeah, but Wynn is Chinese gambling, which is a huge addiction. No worries on financing the casino. Wynn's, Wynn owns property. Dave and Buster's does not. Stocks yeah, let me say that's a big deal. That, we talked about um, that last episode. Property, yeah. they own, you could, you could debate it, but the, the property that Wynn owns is somewhere in the U.S., is somewhere between three and five billion dollars. They can absolutely sell that property and lease it back. Um, you know, Delta did that with some of their planes today to raise some money. But I think Win is in a really good position to do it because, like, there's a lot of people that would love to have Win as a long-term, uh, you know, tenant. I think everyone thinks that. By the way, here's the interesting thing: if you buy the property that Win has and lease it back to them. The whole act of buying the property basically ensures that Wynn is going to be around until this thing is over with, and then is going to be able to start paying you your rent because Wynn's a great tenant to have, right? As long as yeah. they just survive this. Yeah, I don't know. I I I I, I kind of I really do. I like Wynn here. I do too. Yeah. Did you get um, in, Jordan? Are you in yet? Are you looking at it? No, dude, I waited too long like everything else. You know, All right, but you're, you're, you're looking strong at them, though. I've got, my whole, I've got my whole list. And if we get a little pullback, I've got my shopping list. I just don't know what's going to happen, right? I don't know. You might I, be the ultimate winner here because Chris and I are so, like, Chris is super I, aggressive. And, like, he gets, I doubt it, man. I, I you, wish I would have acted your, when you guys acted, you know? So. <laughs> when we're sitting here. Your crash. We're have Fed calls and margin calls, which I remember back from the 90s. Remember when I had margin calls and Fed calls because my S&P uh, put like, like I had like naked puts on the S&P or something. And yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And, and Jordan's sitting there pretty with all of his cash buying the market when it's down 50 percent from current levels. And I'm if I'm it sweating. happens, look, if it happens, it might not happen. I mean, we might we might have already seen the bottom. I don't I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know any better than you know. So So Martin you made your calls and I made mine. I gotta live with what I did and didn't do. Uh, yeah. okay. So Martin wants to know um if you don't think your restaurant is going to be open in May. What what is your I think this is interesting to people. What is your kind of forecast going forward for being a small business restaurant bar that made probably the majority of its revenue, not from food, but from alcohol sales on the weekend. Yeah, I talked to our GM about this yesterday. 
uh, we were strategizing. I said, assume the best case, the most likely case scenario is we open on June 1. There's a slight chance we could open up mid-May. But if we open up mid-May, it's going to be so bad. Don't even count on anything. So let's just talk about opening up on June 1st and getting maybe somewhere between 30 and 60% of our business back. But it's, it's kind of a toss-up. I just don't really know. I think business, if we can get to a point where we have massive testing and we pretty much know that there's close to no cases in Dallas, then I could actually see people going, you know what, let's, let's do it. Let's go to restaurants. Still, even in that scenario, I'm talking 30% down, probably 35% down off our peak. Yep. Which, by the way, is we could maybe break even at that point, maybe. But I mean, let's even. say that let's say that even if your um, restaurant business doesn't go down, let's say that even if it goes flat, like from what it was, do you think you're going to get the bar business that you used to have? Um, yeah, I mean, I think the restaurant, and the bar business will kind of go together. You know, mm-hmm. like, okay. but you're no, no. I mean, listen, we're more bar than restaurant, but that's what I'm talking about. Like, people wanting to get back out and have a drink at a bar. We, we, we lost a lot of our late night raging business with the kids and stuff, which is too bad because they're, they're the ones I think are likely to come back strongest because they don't care about yeah. anything, right? Yeah, would, so there's two sides to that. One, I'm like, I can't imagine wanting to go and be in a huge, crazy crowd right now. But yeah, the people that do that are probably a little bit riskier. They're probably they're probably riskier and they're younger and they're not worried about dying from this yeah. whole thing. You know? Yeah, they're the ones who were on spring break on the beaches when everyone else was uh, sheltering in place. Honestly, if you, want to, if, you, if you want to know what we're forecasting, we're forecasting kind of a best case scenario of breaking even for the rest of the year. And a worst case scenario uh, would be losing like, you know, probably thirty to $50,000 a month uh, for the rest. Reasonable worst. I mean, it can get a lot worse than that, obviously. But, you know, if it gets much worse than that, we just shut it down to where we're losing 70000 a month like we were last month. Um, but you know, somewhere between break even and forty thousand a month losing until this thing recovers, and then it's a, it makes for a tough year. But we're also hoping that the government's going to come back in and write us another loan, which would be hopefully a forgivable loan to keep our employees done, and maybe the government absorbs half of our losses, you know, and that would be nice. And then we're one of a few places. That, by the way, we think that a lot of restaurants are going to go out of business late summer, early fall. Um, and so like not now because they have government money, but they're going to be like when they come back, they're in the game for like a month to two months. Dave, do you think they're in it for a month to two months? And when their business is still off 50 percent, they're like, you can't you can't be in business. Yeah. Your business off 50 percent. Right. And, yeah. And I can and, absorb and they were, they were, their margins were so slim to begin with restaurants. It, it's a tough business. And <laughs> I can absolutely see when when this thing does open up and they are doing 50% of their normal business, they're not going to be able to sustain that for multiple months. And at that point, the government stimulus money is over and they, you know, if you can be one of the surviving businesses, you, you'll probably have a better, you know, market share of uh, people going because there's fewer people going. Well, most people businesses don't, that survive. What most people don't realize is that most restaurants are financed from like small investor groups and they have no money, no cash after they fund the restaurant. So if the restaurant runs out of money, they would have to go back to the investment group to get more money. And very few investment groups are going to put in more money into the restaurant because most restaurants never make any money anyway. So after someone invests in it, they're like, I'm never doing that again. So the last thing they're going to do is save a restaurant whose business is down 50%. They're bleeding cash and they're asking you for more money just to bleed cash more. They're like, 
Why would I do that? I barely made any money from this investment to begin with. And now I'm yeah. going to put more money after bad money. Now you have small business owners like, like us. And most small business owners like us don't have the cash to survive a situation like this. So they're going to go out of business for a totally different reason. They don't have investors, but they also don't have savings. So that's a terrible thing. We can survive it. And we're actually looking to maybe buy another restaurant next year or end of this year. If everyone's in desperation, maybe we get a distressed asset. But it's not looking good, guys. Like it's not good. And that's why I feel like I'm comfortable shorting Cisco right now um, because I do have a unique insight into that business. And I feel like it's only going to get worse, not better for companies like Cisco and companies like Dave and Busters, too. You know, so. And Cisco is trying to make a pivot into being a direct to consumer grocery type uh, product offering. But that pivoting when you're a company as big as Cisco and have the distribution. It, it just doesn't exist for them. So that's that that is what they're kind of hoping for is they 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 kind of see the the restaurant business not coming back for a while and they're trying to find a way to survive. Uh, at the bar, we also are um, investing in the bar. So we uh, were able to get the government loan. We're going to we're hiring as of today, we're hiring the entire staff back. Um, and for eight weeks, we'll be able to pay them. And in the meantime, we're using this time with the with the whole thing shut down to do some renovations, do the repairs that would have required us to shut down. Um, when we reopen, it's going to be hopefully like a, a brand new cleaned up version of itself. Yeah, we're trying to repurpose employees like which of our employees knows how to refinish a wood floor? <laughs> like, <laughs> we we got to pay our employees, but like we don't have jobs. for So we're trying to figure out how to allocate resources better to things yeah. that we so need instead to do of like anyway. hiring that stuff out you hire it in yeah yeah yep. yeah and you just give anyway YouTube guys videos. Just, if they don't know how to restay in the floor that youtube is such a great uh, learning yeah just medium and you could make a youtube channel out of that <laughs> yeah so oh, hey that's actually a good reality show you should, that that would be a good um netflix series the the waiters who are now trying to get into construction and maintenance um, okay, so guys, uh, I, I got to go. It, it, thanks for sticking <laughs> with us. If you haven't liked this episode, please give us a thumbs up. It means the world to us. It's great for the YouTube algorithm. And and if you have questions we didn't get to, I know we've been terrible with answering questions on the last episode after we posted. I promise to be better this time. So post your questions and the one that we repost uh, onto the channel. Please subscribe if you haven't and click that bell so you get alerted when we do new, new episodes. Thursday is going to be an amazing options episode. And next week is going to be an even better episode on what America is spending their stimulus money on, how we can make money off of their stimulus money and their unemployment money by investing in those stocks, right? So lots of great stuff coming up right here on Dumb Money. <laughs>